It's time for JT the Brick. What's up, JT? Woo! Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Always great to be with the Brick. But I'm a sports talk host. I talk about multiple topics. Wow, I can go in 10 different directions today. Use the phone like a weapon. Wake up this town. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. You got that? I think you all get that. JT the Brick. Talk to JT. I'm on a roll. The out-of-control fans, the passionate fans, do me a favor and surprise me today. We love Las Vegas. When I retire and walk away, you better throw a party. You won't hear from me again. I promise you, unless you catch me on the golf course, get the blank out of here. Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. I'm going to be Mr. Positive. Are you kidding me? Enjoy everything we do, and please always feel welcome to call in and to be a part of the show. Big Boy Radio. Did I miss anything? Are you with me on that? And now. No, no, no. Here's JT the Brick. Hour number two, JT back in studio. Raider Nation Radio, the flagship of the Silver and Black, brought to you by Virgin Hotels Las Vegas, longtime proud partner of the show. Virgin, you'll find me there a lot at one steakhouse. All my friends that worked there over the years, and we can tie this into Seacon next year, July 16th through 18th at Virgin Hotels, and this is going to be unbelievable. Seacon will bring business involved in sports, entertainment, and innovation together for a three-day convention in July of next year. And consider what they're doing coming up with everything happening with F1. This is going to be an amazing event. The Chief Operating Officer, Sports Innovation Initiative at UNLV, Jay Vickers, joins me in studio along with Sean Garrity. Great to see you, Jay. How are you? Hey, JT. How you doing, man? I could not be better. And uh, we ran into you guys the other night at One Steakhouse. Absolutely. And you had that Syracuse connection going with UNLV, <laughs> and you guys were celebrating putting this deal together Absolutely. with Seacon. First, before we get to that, take us through your backstory as a former football player and how you got to Vegas and the road that got you here. Well, I tell you what, first and foremost, thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Um, I'm a big fan of you. Thank you. Um, not just uh, your affiliation with Las Vegas, but just as a person. So thank, thank you, you again. Thank you so much. Uh, as it relates to me, um, I'm from North Florida, South Georgia. Uh, by way of Tallahassee, Florida, Thomasville, Georgia. Got to always throw in Thomasville to make my parents yes, happy about of that. Um, but um, my parents have always said, hey, look, we want to focus on education. And they didn't get the chance to go to college. And they wanted to make sure that regardless, I would get to school. And my dad was so serious about it that although I started on varsity as a freshman in high school and all that good stuff, and uh, but I missed, uh, I skipped one day as far as I ran out for lunch because I didn't want to eat the lunch in the cafeteria, and we had a rule you couldn't leave campus. And I was like, hey, I need fuel for, for practice later. I can't eat this, so I left. Now, granted, I'm the valedictorian of my high school at that time, mm. so it wasn't that I'm a bad student. So I left, came back. The dean of students was there. He's like, Jay, you of all people, you left. I said, I was hungry. So I came back. Uh, I got suspended for a day. On the day I've been suspended from any school, and my dad goes, you know what? I understand. I get it. You were hungry. That's, that sounds okay. Tell you what you have to do, though. You're going to go outside. You're going to rake your yard. You're going to shovel the dirt. And you're going to do this. And this was game day. So he's always put principles in front of me yeah. and shaped my core values for responsibility, good or bad. Uh, make sure that I'm accountable. So that's always been a part of me as it comes to sports. It comes to relationships, things of that nature. And so in uh, keeping that up, that also stirred me in a way that, hey, what school do I want to go to? I grew up a Florida State fan, being from Tallahassee. Sure. Uh, Charlie Ward is, was one of my biggest idols growing up, and uh, he's from Thomasville, Georgia as well. 
So watched him play as well as all those great players from Florida State. So I was probably Florida State bound. Then I met, as I like to say, uh, one of the smallest guys in, uh, in head coaches in probably football history is, but also one of the masterminds of college football is Lou Holtz. And he talked to, talked to me and my family about not just the next four years of my, of my career as we move forward through college. He said, Every, no matter what school you go to, and I was, I was lucky. I was being recruited by several different schools. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have the best time of your life. They're gonna love, you're going to love it. You're going to probably meet your wife. You're going to meet your best friends. You're going to do all these wonderful things. Uh, but let's talk about how Notre Dame could help you for the next 40 years. And I never thought about 40 years. Yeah, right. You know, not at 18 years old. And so I said, listen, no other school has talked to me about that. So I was already drawn into the tradition. And Lou and Holtz. This is Lou Holtz is giving the story. It is Lou Holtz wow. giving the story. Now, granted, it's recruiter jargon. You talk yeah, to anybody during this era, <laughs> they talk about the 4 to the 40. Right. But all of our teammates, and we, we stay pretty close together now, uh, we talk about that. But the first thing we say is, dang, that was true. You know, we're still together as friends. We, we all are doing well in life. Some did meet their wives there. Some yeah. didn't. You know, but you, you've got a set of core values that can last a lifetime. And so I found the interest in, in sports there. Um, always loved it. Um, also found the interest in just working in business. Mm-hmm. And so out of college, not knowing, being first generation, just like our students at UNLV, is you don't know some of the career paths as much. You don't have mm-hmm. the mentors, or men, and you don't know who, where to be a great mentee at as far sure. as your career. So I did what everybody else was doing. I got a job in the public sector and you know, worked in big corporations mm-hmm. uh, from Gallo, Hershey, and Pfizer. Got great experience in relationship management and et cetera. Um, but I always wonder what the guys in the suits were doing. Jay Vickers joins us in the studio. We're going to get to CCON. So the education yeah. was everything for you. Productive football player, elite football player in high school. You go to Notre Dame. So take me through this education process for you to where you're at today and why that never left you as you're a mentor to many. Yes, it's never left me. Um, I see the opportunity that it gave me. Um, there's no way I would have been able, my parents could afford for me to go to Notre Dame. So it was based on scholarships and et cetera. Um, at that time, um, we didn't understand how scholarships came about. Now it sounds crazy for me to make that statement, <laughs> considering my background has been revenue generation and management. Uh, but once I understood um, that need. I wanted to be a voice for other student athletes and wanted to go out and meet um, great people, great donors like yourselves and say, hey, look, will you support this program on um, whatever those goals or initiatives are? They've mm-hmm. changed over the years, of course. Uh, but I wanted to be that voice and I wanted to go out and just kind of put my money where my, where my mouth is. And in doing so, um, started working at Fresno State. Um, the person that hired me there is Danny White. He's the director of athletics for the University of Tennessee right now. Okay. Uh, from there, I was at University of Arizona where I met Jim Livingood, who was once What the a great person that great, guy is. Great man. Wow, what a connector. Yes, He's what a, a connector. connector. Yeah. So also became director of athletics at UNLV. So as he came here, he asked me to follow him, him here, and I oversaw the Rubber Athletic Fund and had some great fun here and uh, made some great friends. Uh, also met my wife here. And so from there, I went on to University of Wisconsin, chief revenue officer there, um, was the number two at Northern Illinois University, and just keeping in play with that theme. I left NIU um, just because I wanted to be back with my family. Yeah. I was commuting back and forth from Las Vegas to Northern Illinois. 
Um, my beautiful wife had our outstanding daughter, Juliana, mm-hmm. and decided to um, do what most people don't do is, and they talk about it, but do they do it, which is God family first. So I put my family first. And I came back and uh, was asked by former administration to look at a new initiative that we were uh, starting to build due to, well, we wanted to answer the response to what's happening in our city. Okay. You've been a part of it. We have yep. the Raiders, you know, the Aces, the Knights, the Lights, and just we're becoming the sports and entertainment capital. And, but as a public institution, we need to make sure we have a foothold in the workforce development aspect of it, preparing our students to take advantage of these new opportunities that surround them. And we want to do that through sports innovation. And in doing so, we also create a platform that allows our faculty and students to really understand um, their research, their innovation, and also how to connect externally to people like yourselves and other organizations. Jay Vickers joins us, Chief Operating Officer, Sports Innovation Initiative at UNLV. So here's what I'm fascinated about. Sean and I are connected through our kids, and he's a great success story in this town. You are now connecting people in this sports and entertainment capital of the world. Before you gentlemen came in studio, I was saying, you know, I've been here since 96. I never thought we were the sports capital because, you know, UNLV basketball, 89-90, the football success we've had, but still the Golden Knights and the Raiders. UFC, I give a lot of credit to Dana White. I give a lot of credit to Bob Arum and boxing mm-hmm. and all the other sports here. But now I'm really comfortable saying sports and entertainment capital of the world together. Yes. Why is that? Walk me through the last four or five years, the evolution, and how UNLV is going to play a bigger role with that. Well, the evolution started, as you said, I think, with boxing and, and UFC. Um, that's what put us on a global market where globally uh, you, you just got to give credit to Dana White and his yeah, team. you do. Uh, the great work they've done, not only nationally, but internationally. Um, there have been leaders in equity as far as equity pay with their athletes and et cetera. And those are the things that you look at. Then you look at the entertainment side of it. I mean, you go, you've been to a UFC production. It is truly a production as entertainment. Um, at its finest, and they understand that aspect of it beyond just the sports side of it. Um, the other pieces, too, that you're seeing is these, um, we've changed what it looks like from a sports and entertainment standpoint. Um, let's use the Golden Knights, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, the NHL world looked at the Golden Knights and said, what's happening here? you got antics before at yeah. a pregame. You're doing all this stuff, and people are running around. <laughs> They're not just sitting there looking and clapping and looking for a fight to happen. At it's a, not like a Montreal Canadian yeah, game. You know? Yeah, exactly. I got it's like, you there. What's up with all the music? And no matter what kind of music you like, they're saying, what's going on? What they didn't understand is that's fan engagement. That's Las mm-hmm. Vegas. That's entertainment. That's getting people engaged into the production and why they want to keep coming back and spend that hard on the money at their venue. And so we're learning what that looks like. And now you look, you listen to any NHL team, you hear music in the background. You do. There's some antics happening. There's some lights happening pre-game in that pregame. Pre-game outside on the plaza. Pre-game outside, everywhere. And you're going, where do they get that from? So, and no one knows because no one wants to admit that they're copycatting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's time for us now, Las Vegas, not just UNLV, but Las Vegas, to put a, a flag in the ground and say, listen, this is our space. We're happy to share it with you, but know where it came from. Uh-huh. Meet, meet our great leaders. Meet the Lowers Epsteins of the world. Meet Steve Hill. Uh, meet Caribou Boats. Meet people like yourself because we are the ones that have started this. Jay Vickers is our guest. So take us to CECON because when I was with you guys the other night and to see the Syracuse connection with UNLV and what's going to happen next year at this event, this convention, 
uh, the way you describe it. Why is this so important, and who are some of the people that are going to be coming in, and what are they going to be talking about? Well, first and foremost, um, this CECON, which is Sports Entertainment Innovation Conference, it gets to highlight the, what we do best here in our city, mm-hmm. sports and entertainment colliding together, wrapped in innovation. That's first and foremost. Um, as relates to the people that are becoming, uh, people like yourself, mm-hmm. business leaders, uh, sports leaders, um, students, faculty, innovators, researchers, and et cetera. So you look at all, and of course, the businesses that are involved in each of those areas. Uh, what makes it unique is uh, it's the first omni-channel sports conference. You look at a lot of different conferences, and they focus on one area of, of influence. So that can be sports data. Yeah. Um, that can be sports social media, media, social yeah. media, et cetera. We're saying, how about you all come to one place? Where one, you can see the wonderful things we have in our city. We're probably one of the few cities that have all the arenas in arm's reach, if you will. Sure. Um, as well as some of the, I would probably say, the early adopters of innovation and research are all right here in Las Vegas. So how about we bring all those people together in one spot and have them talk about things of sports media, um, sports technology, esports, diversity, equity, and sports leadership, and all those different event tracks that people really believe in. Outstanding, Jay Vickers, as we're talking about CECON, coming up next year, July 16th through 18th at Virgin Hotel. They're one of our partners there. That's a great venue for this. So you got a lot of rooms, a lot of convention space there. You're going to have that there. And where do you see this in five years from now? What is your long-term vision with Sean and the people that you surrounded yourself with? These are a lot of my friends, too, who are innovators in town. Where do you see this five years from now? Because a lot of people ask me with the sphere coming on, the NBA's coming. We know the people behind the scenes there. Mark Davis and the way he's opened up this market. Mr. Bill Foley, you representing UNLV. There's probably a lot more that I don't know about. You mentioned esports. My sons, 22 and 20, yes. they play some esports here. So, what is coming on the horizon that you could tell our audience about that might blow us away? Well, I think the I think there's some things that we still have questions on. Like, for example, NIL. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a real good topic. Well, it's an outstanding topic to talk about name, right. image, and likeness because it affects so many different folks um, across the board. Like, I give you an example. Um, NBA Summer League was just here, and Amazon was partnered with NBA, the NBA PA. And they came out with these brotherhood delis, which would be drop-in locations across the country in different arenas. But the focus of it is NIL. It's highlighting, is one, educating um, athletes on how to brand themselves and products together and products that they represent, and also to have a direct impact on um, diversity-owned companies. And so they're going to team up with that uh, Black Business Accelerator and help do that across the board. Mm -hmm. But those are things that need to be talked about at a conference like CECON. How do we have our young people, whether they're um, high school or professional, college, learn about how do you best uh, promote yourself? And I'm not saying I'm the best one to talk about it, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of business experts out there that can help educate our young people on that. But then on the flip side, on the business side of it, um, the owners, the, the agents, and et cetera, what are the best ways that they can work with them as well? Jay Vickers is our guest as we wrap it up. Chief Operating Officer, Sports Innovation Initiative at UNLV. You know, I was telling Sean about this. My son's now in the NIL world. That's his first job out of college. And mm-hmm. what I thought was fascinating from an education part of that is my son's a junior and a senior at Oklahoma, and his professors, his professors at a great school knew nothing about NIL. 
Mm-hmm. And he's trying to do deals, and he's starting an internship with someone, and he's coming home, and he's explaining NIL to me. And I'm a sports talk host. i got to know something about this. <laughs> but I really don't know a lot about it. Then you hear Arch Manning, and then you hear about this deal. And, you know, from Florida State to Notre Dame, where you played at, what do you think this is really going to look like at UNLV? Because I want to help UNLV more and more. I don't feel like I do enough. We have the flagship station across the hall. I don't want to wait to see him win consistently, but I want to help in the path along the way. So how is a UNLV athlete going to find a way in Las Vegas to make NIL money compared to, I, I get frustrated if a kid at Iowa State or a kid in Des Moines or a kid in mm-hmm. you know Buffalo, New York could make more than a kid in Las Vegas with these billion-dollar and million-dollar businesses. So how does that enhance UNLV going forward? Well, I think it enhances UNLV going forward as we start to continue to peel back what NIL really is and right. what it means to our student athletes. Um, I do feel there's that's the opportunity gap that you're talking about, and it's the educational gap. And so I think that's where CECON comes into play is providing, filling that gap with education first and foremost. Mm-hmm. But going back directly to UNLV, I think the opportunity is there. You talked about it as talk about all the different companies we have here. But I think the leadership we have in, in athletics with um, our director of athletics, Eric Harper. Excellent. He's leading the charge in that. Mm-hmm. And, and it all comes back to relationships. Relationships not only with the parents, but with the students and with the businesses that we have here. And if anyone that's really good at relationships, that's Eric Harper. And he's doing a great job in making sure they're educated on that. So our students, like for example, um, it just came out, a women's basketball team, the entire women's basketball team has an NIL deal. That is fantastic. You know, it's interesting, wrapping it up with Jay Vickers, you know, I hear about UNLV's medical school, law school, what they're doing, hospitality, one of the best in the world, Yes. and the business school. So with all of this, it used to be, and long before I got here, who's going to UNLV education-wise, it's hospitality. In the short time I've been here since the mid-90s, more and more student-athletes are coming in from around the country understanding how the education has grown, Mm -hmm. the leaders in this community, and then what some of the alumni for UNLV, not only in Las Vegas, but what they're doing around the country and globally. Let's wrap it up with that and how this could be a part of CECON as you try to connect some of the younger people, students, and business people who are coming together. Absolutely, and that's a great question. UNLV is the fastest-growing university in the country, and the reason for that is also because um, our city is one of the fastest-growing cities in the world. Sure. And unlike uh, maybe other cities that you know of, the college team, I'll leave out those teams, Mm -hmm. um, those cities are built on the backs of that university. We are growing together, and we're built on the back of Las Vegas. But as Las Vegas says, look, we want you to grow because we need those students also. So we want to support those students. We want to be involved in what you're doing. That's why if you go back and look at the list of donors or supporters that we have, whether it's CECON or other events or some of our departments that you mentioned, we have a lot of local support, and a lot of our alums stay right here in our city. They do. And that's because, one, our city's awesome, first and foremost, right. to just make it simple. But number two is is they've realized now that just because UNLV is also uh, the fastest growing and one of the youngest universities in the country, we're also the fastest to reach a top public 130 uh, research institution. And so we are a Carnegie institution. That's what, that means we're one of the top 130 public research institutions in the country. I've never heard anybody explain it that way. I've never heard any, anybody, again, explain to me the way you just did as UNLV 
is partnering with Las Vegas. How could you not? This city is exploding yes. with money and research and just the growth, the real estate, everything that's happening here. And it's a great city to be at, Jay, because no one seems to fight. I try to tell this to our listeners in Oakland, in the East Bay. They ask me all the time, what the hell happened to the Raiders and the A's in the East Bay? And I just said, the fans are brilliant. Maybe some of the best I've ever seen, Mm -hmm. the East Bay fans. But the politicians, what was happening was so toxic behind the scenes. And it's for mine, and I know I don't know everything here, I don't feel the toxicity. I don't feel like UNLV's fighting with the Raiders or the Raiders are fighting with Mr. Foley or... Dana White doesn't like the Raiders or he doesn't like UNLV. It just seems like with construction, growth, it's easier to do business here. So why wouldn't a university strive going forward? And hopefully that, you know, drips down to wins and losses with all the sports teams here. So one more time on the way out before I ask you one Raider question. CCON, how can people get involved? We're going to be pumping it up to that next year. But what are you doing on the ground to get the word out? Well, first and foremost, um, I've got to give great thanks to Sean Garrity and his team of Circle. So it's not just what we do here, but also what's happening with our partnership with Syracuse. And so we are advancing education um, by having a collaboration with Syracuse Falk College. So that is named after David B. Falk, who, as you may know, as one of the most powerful sports agents in the history of the NBA. Yes. And so to have the opportunity to work with the great people at the Falk College, Michael Vili, Rodney Paul, uh, it takes people first before you can have any type of collaboration. And that's what you're seeing here is great collaborators coming together in the interest of education and for our students. And that's where CECON um, comes in together. But Sean and his team has been awesome in putting together marketing materials, uh, making sure that we are ahead of the curve as we move forward. Um, so if anyone's interested in CECON, first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, they can go to sei-concon.org. Um, uh, yeah, ccon.org with the slash S-C-I-C-O-N. If you're, a, if you're a parent listening today, get your kids involved with this. If you're a business involved uh, with UNLV or anything around this great city and state, you should be a part of this. All right, so the Raiders break the huddle. It's the opening day. Jimmy G's healthy. Josh Jacobs is on the franchise tag. Devontae's to the left. Inside is Jacoby. On the right is Hunter Renfro. And whoever is the wide receiver there. How do the Raiders take over games offensively, Jay Vickers? So Max can rest. The other offense is freaking out because the Raiders. Do you buy into this Raider offense on their best day? I do buy into the Raider offense on his best day. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a running back by heart, of course. And so I say. Big topic this week. Big. It's I know big you're topic, a running back. You still you can, look you, like you can play, man. <laughs> I mean, are you bummed out at this $10 million just level for running back, considering the, the era you grew up with and you played running back at the highest level, what it's worth now? You know what? I am bummed out about that because I think that's the heartbeat of a team mm-hmm. is being able to uh, solidify a running game. I agree with you. You know, I think the offensive linemen want to get down and they want to pound someone. They want to plow tooth people. They want to look up and say, look at my guy running down the field. You know, that's not a better feeling from your line or that. Pass, passing is great. I'm not saying anything's wrong with passing. You need to have a balanced offense to win, but establishing a running game. And that's what separates, I think, you know, the, as some people may say, the platinum from the white gold. Or from playoff contenders to Super Bowl winners. Or winter football. <laughs> yes. You played outdoors at Notre Dame. <laughs> There's times when it's cold and you want to get out, no doubt. Hey, guys, thanks for coming in. Whatever we can do to help, you know that I'm here for you guys. JT, thank you. Appreciate it very much. CCON, go check it out. 
Uh, you're going to see a lot about this in town over the next year. And uh, thanks to Virgin Hotels, our proud partner here, and whatever we can do to help along the way. When we come back, I will have the greatest punters and kickers in Raiders history. But I need one or two more of you ladies and gentlemen to give me one more kicker because I'm on the fence. 702-365-9200. Well, you know, whenever we were there uh, with the, with the Raiders, you know, especially before Hal passed away, you know, it was it was kind of it was it was cool because I had a lot of conversations with Al Davis, and he was just like, "Hey, you know, I don't need you here for the off-season program. I know you live in Houston or outside of Houston. I know you enjoy all that stuff. Just be ready to go when you get back to Napa." I'm like, "Yes, sir. I can do that. Appreciate it." And uh, you know, and I always looked at it. it Maybe it, this may not be the right way. So if you're a young punter out there, don't take this advice, probably. But this is the way I looked at it. I thought if I couldn't get ready to punt in 30 days before the opener. I didn't need to be doing it anymore. Shane Leckler. JT, back with you. Thanks again to the last two guests we just had, Sean Garrity and Jay Vickers. Jay really explained UNLV to me and their initiative going forward. Hope you enjoyed that business conversation. Let's get back to Shane Leckler. What a what a great guy. And again, I name drop a lot. Why wouldn't you? Life's short. If I got a name drop, I'll name drop. Shane Leckler. I got to know pretty good. I traveling with the team for a nice chunk of his career. I'd get off the plane. He'd get off the plane. And we'd talk in the lobby. He'd go to his room. I'd see him the next day. We always had a great mutual respect. He didn't talk a lot. He wasn't a guy that came on the radio a bunch. I think he only came on with me two or three times ever. He just didn't want to talk. But on game day, I would bring my sons when they were young boys. I'm talking seven, five, you know, eight, six years old to the sidelines. And he'd come right over with a football. With a football. He'd be punting, right? He's a punter. He's got multiple footballs. He'd come over, get down on a knee, and give my sons the ball. And then every once in a while, he'd ask me, how your son's doing? And that's what my life's been about. Uh, connections. And to have a connection with Shane Leckler, really lucky. Now, here's an important part about him. He's got to get in the Hall of Fame. A lot of people are freaking out about Jim Plunkett. We all know that Lester Hayes and Art Powell are on the senior list. Lester Hayes deserves to be in there. Okay, but we got to start talking about Shane Leckler. He should be a lock. He should be a lock for the Hall of Fame, his numbers. And then you get Ray Guy and you get Shane Leckler in and everybody's good. Okay, now everyone's sitting around going, okay, we got Ray Guy, the greatest punter of all time, and then we got Shane Leckler, and then we get a chance to go back to the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio with Shane. And Shane kicked very well with the Texans. He did. He was a good, good kicker with the Texans. Punter, excuse me. But he's a guy that I'm counting on him getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'll never forget that moment, Super Bowl 50. I was watching at home on TV. I didn't go to the game, but they had the 100 greatest players of all time. And you saw all the quarterbacks with their maroon coats. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway. Oh, my God. And then the punters. And there's Shane Leckler. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. Shane Leckler is there. And humble guy likes to fish and hunt. And my family on my wife's side, fish and hunt. So we had that to talk about, too. Raider Man has more as we talk about the punters and the kickers today. What's happening, my friend? Go ahead. 
What's going on, JT? What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to touch in, man, because you know, that's a couple of names that I know won't make this list. And for good reasons. I mean, you know, timing is everything in most life situations. And it just so happened to be that way. But, you know, my guy, and I'm going to take this thing all the way back to, I don't know, literally about the day I met Gruden. I think we met Gruden out here. The Black Hole was setting up to start up the, the, the uh, softball tournaments or whatnot out there. Weeks Park and Hayward. And I got to kick it with my guy, Leo Aragoose. Now, I'm joking deem Leo the Hispanic Marquette King because they, their personalities are so much the same. You know, that dude was a savant when it came to that punting, man. And the timing of it wasn't so great because our teams weren't really good, so it masked a lot of the great things that he was able to do for us flipping the field. Because he, you know, he always did know how to pick those special teamers, for real. And then, you know, another space cadet uh, name that won't come up, Cole Ford. Mm-hmm. That dude. Yeah, sure. Cole, Cole Ford. Ford's right here on my list. I got him. No yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my guy, man. Cole was a funny dude, but, you know, like, it takes weird people to understand weird people. He was a bit of a space cadet. I don't mean to be trying to throw off on him, but, you know, it takes one to know one. I really considered him my friend. I felt like it was reciprocal. So, you know, those are some of the fun days, man. You know, we got to meet guys. I was shout out to Run Run Jones. I just happened to be looking up at a picture of us on the wall in the black hole, and I got Run Run Jones over here, John Henry Mills, and some other names. But, you know, it's just fun to think about those guys and how they let us in of their lives and really be, you know, let the black hole become a part of that culture because I think we carried that thing through those lean years and I'm still happy to be here now. So I'm giving glory to God for the day, man. I'm out job hunting and whatnot, trying to get it back on pace. Raider Nation explosion this weekend. If you don't have your tickets, get them and bring the kids because the next generation celebration is going down. The Raider man will be involved. Shouts out to all my people out there, man. Much love. I'll see you later. Take care. You got it, Raider man. Have a good one. Anything that you're promoting, you come on the show. And we could talk about that. We're talking about the all-time greats. And you know, I like Leo a lot. Another guy who's around whenever the Raiders have an alumni event, Leo's there. He was great up in Napa, too, back in the day. He'd always be up in Napa having a good time. I'm happy that some of the names are coming in. Joe Nedney, Daniel Carlson, Jeff Yeager. Uh, we got to talk about Jeff Yeager and what the impact he had. Chris Barr, A.J. Cole. It's not controversial, but... If you had to choose on the all-time team, here's a good topic before the end of the show, kind of lightning rod. If you had a pick, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm going to stop that because I don't want to divide Carlson and Cole. No need to do that because they're both probably kind of equal. Carlson and Cole, Pro Bowl. AJ's going to the Pro Bowl. Carlson's a really high scorer in this league. So, yeah, I don't want to make this a little bit combative, but I look at these kickers and some of the other names that are down here. There aren't as many as you think that kicked at a – Amazing level, but I want to mention Errol Mann. Errol Mann on the Raiders' all-time list and what he was able to do. That's another name from back in the day, uh, 1976 to 1978. Joe Nedney, 99, uh, him being there, some of the other kickers. I mean, this, this list goes way deep. Al Davis had a pretty good eye for kickers and punters, everybody. All right? You tell me the other owner. In the history of this sport, that had an eye for that, the way Mr. Davis had an eye for that. So we're going to wrap this up on the other side. Everybody today on all, they're talking about Madden NFL ratings. I don't play Madden. My kids do. Again, I got Aaron Donald got a 99. I guess Mad Max got a 94. Whatever the ratings are, fantastic. And then the other topic today is Daniel Snyder, who was pretty much voted out as owner because he ha- he's forced to sell the team. And new ownership's coming in. And we're going to dive into that a little bit on the other side. Because this is a chapter that needs to happen. Tomorrow, 
Tomorrow I'm going to talk more about this quarterback show on Netflix with Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota. Uh, Marcus Mariota disappeared disappeared on the Falcons. He got a little bit of an injury and he had a baby girl, which was a beautiful little girl, and he moved back to Vegas. So in the show last night, he went AWOL. He did go AWOL on Atlanta. They benched him. And everyone's like, how does this guy leave? Marcus Mariota, what are you talking about, leave? Well, his daughter was born, and then the next thing you know, he's building a crib in Las Vegas. Say, man, he says, yeah, you know, because he was here in Vegas for a couple of years as a backup to Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins may be the nicest human being in NFL history. I mean, saying prayers with his kids at night, reading books after he lost the playoff game. Spoiler alert, they lose to the Giants. Saquon Barkley had a big game, sort of Daniel Jones. Kirk Cousins never should have lost to the Giants. They were a Super Bowl contender last year. They were really good, really good. Cousins loses the playoff game to the Giants. His wife and him get in the car and drive home, and I would have been breaking windows. He's the quarterback of the hometown team that lost. He gets in the house. He's giving his son a bath. He's reading a nighttime book to him, saying prayers. That's how it ends. I'm like, could you imagine that? Can you imagine the respect that he had for his wife and kids not to lose his mind? Hey, I'm going to the bar. I'll be back tomorrow type thing. And really impressed with Kirk Cousins. I mention that because we, season ticket holder JT, we got to play the Vikings this year. And that Viking ticket's moving. Wink, wink. Viking fans are coming. You're worried about Kansas City, San Francisco? Viking fans want your tickets. Do not sell them to Viking fans. Do not. Uh, Raider Nation will buy your tickets. So when we come back, we'll come through with our uh, final list, and we'll get you here. I have my list ready to go. A lot of it had to do with your phone calls today and tweets at JT the Brick. Final call for the all-time kickers and punters. It's a summer of fun. Uh, right now, give us a call. Ninth caller, 702-365-9200. You'll be qualified to win four tickets to an Aviators game. If that happens for you and you get that chance, you'll have a shot at winning the weekly grand prize trip. That's a seven-day Alaskan cruise for two. Or you can just take the 3000 cash. Take the trip or take the cash. It's the summer of fun right here at Lotus Broadcasting. Ninth caller, 702-365-9200. Alaskan cruise. I had a couple of friends who just went on Alaskan, Alaskan cruises. Yeah, they like it. You know, they like I like the heat. People like to go to Alaska this time of year, which is fun. All right, everybody, one more to go. We'll have the list coming up. You'll see it first if you follow me on Twitter, at JTTheBrick. And we'll get out of here and throw it to Q. Jeff Jager. How about that? We got great sound. Thanks to Bobby. Crank it up. Uh, This is the Grateful Dead. Dead and Company just finished their final tour over at Oracle Park. I call it Pac Bell because I was there when they built it in San Francisco. Watched the whole final concert. I streamed it. John Mayer on guitar was fabulous. Not great. A next level great. That was fantastic. Saw some good guitar players recently. Sammy Hagar with Vic Johnson. I went to Sammy Hagar Last weekend, looking to see some live music coming up here 
Uh, whenever there's some good live music, let us know about it. JT, as we wrap it up today, rookies reported. Uh, the Raiders have a pretty cool video up at Raiders.com with the rookies reporting. So you can see them all and wish them well, man. Let's get these fans going to root everybody on it if you're a Raider fan. If you're not a Raider fan, leave it to me. I'll handle those knuckleheads. If you're a Raider fan, stop infighting. You, may, you might not like a couple of things that are happening. I get that. That's why we do a radio show here. But when guys are showing up to camp and the Raiders put something out, you don't have to go in the comments and say something idiotic about a young kid showing up at training camp. I cannot believe those people. And some of them aren't anonymous. Most of them are. Some of them aren't. Like, they'll have a picture of dad holding a baby, and they'll say something. Who are you people? Like, if a, if a, if a 22-year-old shows up for training camp and there's a picture, you don't have to comment. You don't have to go into the comments and say anything about the head coach, the quarterback, the running back's contract. It's amazing to me. Come on here. Let's see what you have. Come on here, and we'd love to hear from you. All right. Raider Nation Radio all-time team kickers and punters. The kickers, Sebastian Janikowski, Chris Barr, George Blanda, Honorable Mentions, Daniel Carlson, and Jeff Yeager. Okay. I was surprised how many people that I really trust and respect wanted to leave George Bland off. Couldn't do it. The 1975 winners in a row, the Hall of Fame, know he was a quarterback too. Going back to the history of the AFL and the games that he kicked. And again, kicking was different back then. The equipment, your shoe was different. Okay, I'm, They perfected kicking more now than they did in George Blanda's era. And George Blanda had, was Mr. Clutch. There was no way on God's green earth I was leaving off George Blanda. That wasn't happening. Punters, Ray Guy, Shane Leckler, and A.J. Cole. I put A.J. Cole in now. And honorable mention, Jeff Gossett, who's very good. Could have put him in there. Could have put Jeff Gossett in, who was fantastic. Gossett was the oldest punter in the NFL at age 39 in 1996. At that time, and look, you know, George Blanda was 48. Jeff Gossett was really good. But I'm going to put A.J. Cole, not all these categories, I have a modern player. The only modern guys I think are in consideration for these lists were Daniel Carlson, A.J. Cole, Max Crosby, and Devontae Adams. That's it. Oh, and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, a running back, absolutely. So most of these all-time greats that we're doing – Oh, and the, the long snappers. John Kondo is a, is a friend. I'll, we'll do something with John Kondo. We'll have something coming up with him because no doubt. I don't have a long snapper category. I apologize for those in advance. But that's who I have. Uh, if you agree with the list or not, retweet it. Get it out to the Raider Nation. And then we decided tomorrow, it's Friday, some Friday programming. I think Tom Looney, my podcast partner, is going to come on for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to talk a little baseball, setting up the buying and selling of Otani. We're going to talk about that, maybe possibly one guest, maybe one of the newsmen of the apocalypse here in town. Either Chris Myers, Kevin Bollinger, Vince Sapienza, one of those gentlemen. We'll try to get them on and then head you off into the weekend here as we continue on. But the kickers, Raiders have had some really good kickers. Blanda, Janikowski, Barr, Jaeger, and Carlson. That's a lot of kickers along the way, and I wanted you to hear this Ray Guy's Hall of Fame speech. 
Listen to this gold audio that Bobby got. You know, I've been lucky to be able to do what so many others only dream, dream of, to play professional football. And I've been blessed to have the opportunity to be around so many great individuals like my fellow Hall of Famers. To stand beside them, to compete with them or against them, it's been great. Having inspirational leaders like my coaches and team owners and a great family life and the support of great friends, I could not have asked for anything better. But now the roar of the crowd has faded. And as I said, there are no more games to play, no more records to set or break, and there are no more championships to win. But one thing remind, reminds me, the memories. And they will always be forever. It's awesome to be considered one of the game's best and a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. To know my legacy will be forever a part of pro football history and that my bus will be alongside the greatest athletes of all times. It leaves this old punter speechless. So in closing, all I can say is that it was for the love of the game that I am here tonight. Thank you and God bless you. Ray Guy, Hall of Fame speech. Again, great find by Bobby. As we uh, were able to talk about Ray Guy today, what else did we have to do in the middle of the heat in the summer in Las Vegas with rookies reporting? Uh, a little plug, Vegas Nation for Benny Bonsignor, the cover story today, a newspaper uh, looking to rookies. And he did a deep dive on the rookies who showed up today. Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher, seventh overall draft pick out of Texas Tech. Uh, his impact has to be massive, along with Chandler Jones and Mad Max Crosby. Michael Mayer. The tight end out of Notre Dame. Not only does he have to start, he has to block, he has to have an impact, period. We're talking about rookie contracts and franchise tags. This guy's ready to roll. Can't wait to see Byron Young, the defensive line player, coming in on the interior out of Alabama. It's got to be a part of the rotation of the defensive line. Played at that level as a monster at Alabama. Don't tell me he can't get in here and get in the rotation quickly. A lot of talk about Jacorian Bennett, the defensive back, former Maryland player. Gives the Raiders a chance to have a starting corner. Let's say the Raiders get Marcus Peters next week. Nate Hobbs, who's here, and Jacorian Bennett turns out to be really good. That's not bad, a cornerback. Jacorian Bennett, how long is it going to take? And then the big one, Trey Tucker, wide receiver here, another slot guy who can line up on the outside, can go deep, go deep. Al Davis wants to go deep. Mark Davis loves to go deep. Well, why'd they take Trey Tucker? <laughs> he better be able to go deep. This guy could be a hell of a player here. How about putting Trey Tucker in motion as Hunter Renthrow's running a seven-yard in route, Devontae's running a fly route, and Jacoby Myers is over the middle of the field running an in route above Hunter. And Jimmy Garoppolo's got a little bit of time. Jimmy G could pick apart some of these defenses if Michael Mayer is starting. If we're talking about Trey Tucker starting – along with Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, and Devontae Adams, with Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Am I the only one saying how good this offense might be? Am I the only one who thinks the savior of this season? Because this team's developing. They're going to come together at training camp. But if the offense hits the ground running with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm pretty optimistic. Remember when Rich Gannon came here? 
I do. No one thought Rich Gannon was going to be great. No one thought Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo's four playoff wins and some of those stats, and Gannon turned out to be a great quarterback with the Raiders. Can Jimmy Garoppolo come in and have an impact right out of the gate? I think he can. But the physical, being healthy, being ready to go, he doesn't have to be ready to go week one of training camp, but just to know that he's going to be ready to go. Finally, Adam Schefter two minutes ago, goodbye to Daniel Snyder. Led a group that purchased the Washington franchise in 99 for $800 million. 24 years later, he sells the team today for $6.05 billion, which is a 700% return on his investment. The Washington Commanders are now under new operational organization. It sets a new record for a North American sports franchise. Daniel Snyder, he did okay for himself when it comes to that. I don't think he's done yet. I think there's more to come, but I'll leave that for someone else to talk about. Q's on deck. He has a great show. Thanks for listening, everybody, to the punters and kickers all time on Raider Nation Radio.